Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I want to preach to you a message tonight, very simple but profound in its concept. If you have your Bibles with you, I'd like you to turn with me to Mark chapter 3, verse 35, and stand out of respect for the Word of God. The title of my sermon tonight would go against the grain of a lot of what's been preaching even in Pentecostal circles. Uh, but yet it's something that needs to be preached and we need to remember it in our doctrine. The Word of God says this in Mark chapter 3 verse 35. For whosoever, everybody say whosoever. Whosoever shall do the will of God, the same is my brother and my sister and mother. Listen to that again. For whosoever shall do the will of God, the same is my brother and my sister and my mother. I want to preach to you a message entitled tonight, Sanctification is not an option. Sanctification is not an option. Pray with me, please. Lord God, once again we come before you, and I thank you, Father, for the opportunity to be here tonight. I thank you, God. Lord God, that I'm just flesh and blood. I'm just a normal man, Lord God. And Father, these are normal people, but we believe in a divine, all-powerful, almighty creator who formed us in our mother's womb and who put us here in Aiken, South Carolina on a Sunday night in 2019 to hear not from a man, but from you. Lord God, I ask you to touch me with that anointing that makes preaching effective. Lord, that you would hide me behind the cross. Give people a right now word, Lord, that they need, Lord God, a word that will help them overcome sin, overcome discouragement, overcome whatever it is that they might be facing. And help us, oh God, to be your people, called out, separated, and holy unto you. And God, will be ever careful to give you the praise and glory and honor for what you do. And as always, Lord, I ask you to help people to obey the Holy Spirit and not me, Lord God. Help them to do what thus saith the Lord is and we'll be careful to give you the praise and glory and honor for it. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. I do want to remind you that um, we are quickly coming up on our trip to Carowinds. And we're going to take up the sheet Wednesday night. So if you would like for your loved ones to go with us on this upcoming trip to Carowinds, we'd love for them to go. But make sure you sign up for that. You know, many people take the subject of sanctification and they look at it like they can take it or leave it, like the baptism with the Holy Ghost, like they can take the baptism with the Holy Ghost or they can leave it. They don't need to be that way. I, well, I prayed and I've asked Jesus to come into my heart and be Lord of my life, and so I'm good. But I want to tell you something tonight, beloved. If you want to do the will of God, you're going to get sanctified. If you want to do the will of God, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Ghost somewhere down the line. Because I can give you scripture where it's the will of God for you to be sanctified. We're going to look at it tonight. We're going to look at it later on that it is the will of God for you to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It's not something we should be afraid of. It's not something we should be scared of. Hallelujah. Many times as we're going to look at it. In this scripture, what happens is people, ultimately, it's not that they're afraid, it's that they don't want to surrender. The Bible says, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. And there's people all around us that are choosing the world and they're choosing the things of the world. But each individual must make a choice how far you're going to go with God. Look at your neighbor and say, how far will you go? Hallelujah. 
In this passage of scripture, we're going to look at three simple things. Number one, sanctification is part of the will of God. Number two, sanctification is a choice of the individual. And number three, sanctification is what makes us part of the family of God and separates us from the world. Aren't you glad of that tonight? Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Go ahead and give him praise. You don't have to work your way into heaven. I'm not talking about Christian perfection where you're striving and you're struggling. I'm talking about you yielding to the Spirit of God and letting the Spirit of God inside of you take out what He wants to take out and put in what He wants to put in. Hallelujah. So long as you're trying to please a man or please somebody, beloved, that's not holiness. That's not sanctification. That's legalism. But when the Spirit of God starts telling you, you need to put this thing down. You need to quit doing this. That's holiness. And when you do it and because you love God and because you want to please God, then that's holiness. And we need to get back to Bible holiness. Hallelujah. We need to get back to pleasing the Lord. I've been troubled in my spirit over some trends that I've seen coming into the church. And as they're trying to creep into our lives, if the devil can get you to where you don't feel like you got to be separated and holy unto the Lord, then, beloved, guess what he's just done? He's affected your witness. He's affected your prayer life. He's affected your Bible reading. He's affected the ability of the Holy Ghost to flow through you. But as we're going to look at tonight, it's simple to be sanctified, but it's powerful when you are sanctified. Now, look at this first part point. Sanctification is part of the will of God. Look at what Jesus said. In our context tonight, Jesus' mothers and brothers wanted Jesus' mother and and his brothers wanted to come and talk to him because people were saying, this son of yours, Mary, has got a devil in him. Go back and read the previous verses when you get a chance. But Jesus, whenever the news came to him, they said, Jesus, your mother and your brethren are outside wanting to speak to you. Jesus looked around them and he said this powerful statement, Whosoever shall do the will of God. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, do you want to do God's will? Then this is what we need to do. Notice with me. Turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. You've heard me say it many times that this is our go-to scripture for the subject of sanctification. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication, which fornication is sexual immorality. We live in a church world and in a world today that is full of sexual immorality. But beloved, can I tell you today, even though I'm flying in the face of what a lot of preachers are preaching, can I tell you today that any other sex outside of marriage is wrong. Hallelujah. It's wrong for two men to get together. It's wrong for two women to get together. It's wrong, hallelujah, glory to God, for people to get together and commit fornication in the sight of God as children of God. You can be saved, but being saved don't okay sex outside of marriage. It's still sin. You can have confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believed in your heart. God raised him from the dead. That don't okay the things of this world. God says, come out. Notice what it says here in verse 4. That every one of you, everybody say everyone. If you're part of everyone, raise your hand. 
That's everybody in here. Amen. You're part of everyone. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. That word sanctification in the Greek means to be separate unto the Lord. But you got to know how. And that's what trips a lot of people up because it's not being preached from the pulpit side. It's not being taught in the homes. It's not being taught in the Sunday school. Hallelujah. We want to be our children's friends so we don't tell them how to avoid sin anymore. We don't want to run them off from the church so we don't tell them that what they're doing is wrong. But beloved, I'm telling you, God is not pleased with that. We need to let the Lord know. Hallelujah. We need to let the Lord, the world know that there is a right and there is a wrong and God wants us to be sanctified. But understand this, I can remember when I was first saved, going to a revival. And I can remember sitting beside this young man. And he was smoking, he had a, a pack of cigarettes in his pocket. And I remember the preacher was preaching, I don't even think he was dealing with smoking that night. But he was just preaching and he was obeying God and doing what God told him. And the young man sat beside me and I know he leaned over to me and he said, You know what, if God wants these cigarettes, he can take them from me. And he sat down there and he told me again, I don't know why that preacher's preaching on sanctification like he is. If God wants these cigarettes, he can take them from me. Preacher ain't even meant, mentioned the word. I know who was talking to him. It was the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden, that young man got up. He went running down when the altar came. When the altar call came, he went running down to the altar and he laid his cigarettes down and he gave them to God and never touched another pack as far as I know. That's what sanctification does. It's not a call from man. I can name a bunch of sins. I can name all types of sin that people do. I can name drinking. I can name cussing. I can name watching ungodly TV and go on and on and on. How we dress, how we act, where we go, what we say. But here's the thing. Sanctification is a call. Jesus is going to call you out. I tell you what Mommy Harriet told me one time. She was praying. I've been saved, I'll be 50 years old in September, Lord willing. And as far as I'm known, Mommy Harriet ain't never wore a pair of pants. And what she told me is one day she was just praying and she was seeking God. And God said, don't, don't you wear pants no more. He called her to that and she responded to that. Now, and this is what I'm saying. As you seek God and you get closer to God, God will deal with you about what to lay down. You don't lay down stuff to please men. You lay down stuff to please God. Hallelujah. Can somebody give him praise on that? So long as you are willing, so long as you are willing to go deeper with God, and so long as you are willing to serve God, God will deal with you about what he wants you to give up and about what he wants you to take up. And we can work with folks that want to serve God. How many of you want to serve God in here? Hallelujah. And if he tells you you'll give it up and if he tells you you'll pick it up, hallelujah, let God lead you and let God guide you now. Understand what this says here. I want you to realize what the word of God says here. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Sanctification is a call to obey God to honor Jesus Christ. You don't do it in order to be saved. You do it because you are saved. Why do I live holy? To honor Jesus Christ. Why do I avoid sin? To honor Jesus Christ. Why do I pay tithes to honor Jesus Christ? Why do I come to church on Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night to honor Jesus Christ? Can somebody give him praise in the house? 
Hallelujah. There's a lot of people that if you couldn't tell no, you couldn't tell they were doing anything to honor Jesus other than come to church. What do you do to honor Jesus in your personal life? What have you given up to honor the Lord of glory in your personal life? What do you abstain from to give glory and honor to Jesus? Not in order to be saved. I'm not talking about being saved. I'm talking about because you are saved. Hallelujah. That's a good question to ask. Hallelujah. I want to continue this thought on sanctification being your individual choice. The Spirit of God will deal with you. The Spirit of God will work with you. I'm glad that nowhere in the New Testament do you see where Jesus forces somebody to give something up. Do you see that? I've read the Word a lot. I've read the Word a lot. Have you seen anywhere where Jesus forces somebody to come down and give? Oh, I couldn't help it. I just had. It's a choice. God will call you. God will deal with you. God will, God will tell you again, lay it down, give it up, surrender it. Whatever it might be. Hallelujah. God, you've got to respond to it. When God calls a fast, you might feel a, a, a urging in your spirit. You know what? I need to stay away from food for today. I need to pray for today. And, you know, it might not be Pastor Ron's call for a fast or anybody else's call, but you're just feeling that urge in your spirit. And it's not going to be where you feel condemned about it, where everybody's looking at you and judging you, but you just feel a need to fast and pray. Obey that because you're obeying the Spirit of God. You're possessing your vessel. Now look with me at 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. Is this all right tonight? Hallelujah. As he's pulling that up in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, we need to understand Jesus calls us to lay down sin. He doesn't force us to. But when we do, it's always for our betterment. Paul said this, But I keep my under my body and bring it unto subjection. That word subjection means submission to the Spirit of God. In other words, here is the Spirit of God telling me to do this. And no, I don't want to do that. No, I want to be like the world. I want to go the way the world wants me to go. I want to do what the world tells me to do. But look what Paul says. But I keep under my body and bring it under subjection, at least that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. What Paul is saying very plainly is this. You could lose your salvation. Here's the preacher of grace himself. The one who said, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid saying, you know what? I live holy because I don't want to lose out. Hallelujah. And we need to keep that in mind when the devil comes throwing the world at us that there is a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. Now, I want you to realize this ain't always easy. Sometimes it's hard to say no when the crowd is wanting you to be worldly and compromised. And sometimes the teachings of Jesus and the Holy Ghost is not easy. Look with me at John chapter 6, verse 66. When Jesus was preaching on taking uh, taking and eat communion, he was taking saying that the bread represents my body. And the cup represents my blood. Unless you eat and you drink in my body, you have no part of me. Many of his disciples walked away just from that teaching. From that time, many of his disciples went back 
and walk no more with him. You've got to ask yourself a question tonight. We talked about it earlier. We know of folks in our ministry who over the years, God told them to surrender all to him. And rather than surrendering all, they chose the world. And they're totally backslid. If the rapture was to happen right now, they wouldn't make it. If they were to die right now, they'd go straight to hell. Beloved, I want to tell you something tonight. Many people are going to turn their backs on Jesus Christ because they don't want to follow the teachings of the Word of God. They don't want to pay their tithes. They don't want to give offerings. They don't want to come to the house of the Lord and fellowship with the believers. And we can get down to the nitty gritty. That's the reason why they don't. They just make a choice. Just like many of these disciples made a choice that day. They said, you know what? I can't follow this Messiah. Yeah, he's raised the dead. Yeah, he's walked on water. Man, I, man, them fish that he fed us that day was good. But I just can't swallow that pill. I can't believe that I got to give this up for him. I, I can't do, I got to do this for him. Listen, is there any teaching in the Bible that you can't believe, that you can't grab hold of? Beloved, that's the stumbling block you got to get over. And it's part of sanctification. You've got to grab hold of it. Your blessing could be on that very issue you're hanging up on. Could be on the very other side of what you've been hung up at. Look with me at Mark chapter 14 verse 15. Mark chapter 14 verse 15. When Jesus was in the garden and his disciples were with him. And you know the story well. Peter was getting ready to take a sword and he cut off the servant of the high priest's ear and Jesus healed it. And Jesus, rather than fighting and being the military Messiah that the Jews were looking for, choosing to be the Messiah who was going to deal with their sin, they all forsook him and fled. Part of sanctification is saying, you know what, Lord, even when you don't do what I want you to do, I'm still going to be with you. A lot of people put Peter down because Peter was the braggadocious one who said, I'll never forsake you. I'll never leave you. And you know what? To be totally honest with you, when everybody else left, Peter was still there. He was following him at a distance. And sometimes, beloved, I don't look down on people who are struggling in their walk with God because they're still making it. They're still trying to make it. They're still pressing in. They might not be right where they need to be or where they once once were, but they still drawing close. Hallelujah. They still praying. They still asking God to help them. And so, beloved, I want you to realize tonight, part of sanctification says when the going gets tough, you hold on to God. When it's hard to get up and read your Bible, when it's hard to pray, when it's hard to go to church, when God hasn't answered your prayers like you wanted Him to, you keep on holding on to Him. Don't forsake Him. Hallelujah. You still look for Him to minister to you. Somebody give Him praise and glory in this house. Now there's a lot of things that sanctify us and we're not going to touch on all of them, but 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 Verse 13 and 14. If you'll pull that up for me, brother. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13 and 14. While he's pulling that up, I want you to realize something. You might be here wrestling with sin tonight, wrestling with carnality tonight, feeling, feeling bad about it. What do you do whenever you're battling with sin, when you're battling with the world? You don't give up. 
the Bible says if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Don't let your guilt beat you down. Notice what Paul said here to the Thessalonians. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord. I want you to realize that tonight. If you're battling with sin, if you're battling with carnality, God loves you. Regardless. Because God hath from the beginning chosen you. You might be saying, here I am wrestling. You mean God's chosen me? Yeah, otherwise you wouldn't be wrestling. You'd be out there with the rest of the world. But you're trying to serve God. You're chosen. Your name's been written in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. You've been separated. You've been called out. You are chosen a generation, a holy nation, a royal priesthood who should call forth the praises of Him. Show forth the praises of Him who hath called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. You! Look at your neighbor and say, you're chosen. Now notice what it says here. Have from the beginning chosen you to salvation. And here it is. Salvation through what? Sanctification. Why did I say sanctification is not an option? It's part of salvation. Because here is Paul saying sanctification is part of the process to being saved. Through sanctification, what's going to do it? Do you mean I've got to work it up? I've got to choose to lay down all my sins? I've got to, I've got to work my way into heaven? No, look what it says here. Sanctification of the Spirit. All you've got to do to be sanctified is yield to the Holy Ghost. Amen. Glory to God. No, go ahead and give them praise. I heard somebody clap on that. Go ahead. The Holy Spirit says, don't do this, and you don't do it. He'll help you. Hallelujah. Now look. To salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief in the truth. Now, verse 14. Whereunto, here it is, He called you. He didn't force you. He just said, hey, this is a place I want you to be at. It's your choice. Until you get here, it's going to be waiting for you. But I want you to come to this place. You see, a lot of times we'll start out going to a place of sanctification, but something will distract us. Something in the world, somebody, some group of people, some object or something we want will pull us away from the call of God. And I want to tell you tonight, beloved, we're not only called to be saved, we're called to be sanctified. Whereunto He called you by our gospel to the obtain of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here it is again. What will glorify the Lord Jesus Christ? If it'll glorify Him, I'll lay it down. If it'll glorify Him, I'll pick it up. Hallelujah. If it'll glorify Him, I'll run with it. If it'll glorify Him, I'll sing it. If it'll glorify Him, I'll pray about it. If it'll glorify Him, whatever it does, to glorify my Lord, I want it. Hallelujah. That's what we're called to do. Hallelujah. It's not just to be saved and on your way to heaven, but you're called to glorify Jesus Christ. Now, turn with me to Romans 10, 9 and 10. We've been talking about sanctification as part of the will of God. Sanctification is the choice of the individual here. Because if you go back and you look at that scripture in Mark chapter 3, those individuals that were surrounding Jesus that day chose to be there. You know how I know God's working in your life? 
You chose to be here tonight. Nobody forced you to come. Nobody forces you to give up anything. Hallelujah. Nobody, go ahead and give them praise. It kind of bothers me. Somebody told me about some folks they knew that were that were forced, that was excommunicated from their church for really in my mind was what was a silly reason to be excommunicated. But so long as people are working and trying and striving to be what God's called them to be. Beloved, there's no reason. This individual, these were these were um the people they were telling me about were actually Amish. And I thought about it. I think they said that they went into town and they rode in a car. <laughs> and because they rode in the car, they were excommunicated. Because the Amish don't believe you're supposed to ride in a car. But to get to work, he had to ride. Well, they had a boat. Long story short, they excommunicated them. And we think that's crazy. But beloved, how often is it that we turn our nose at people or we be hard toward people whenever they're not living up to what we stand in? What we ought to do is pray for them. And believe God to touch them and work on them and minister to them. Now look with me at Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10. Sanctification makes you part of the family. Jesus said in Mark 3, 35, Whosoever doeth the will of God, the same is my who? My mother, my brothers, and my sister. Hallelujah. Look at you. Look at your neighbor and say, Hi, family. Do you realize this is your family tonight? If they've accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, this is your brother. This is your sister. Hallelujah. But notice what this says. Romans 10, 9 and 10. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. A lot of people love that. They shout and praise the Lord on that scripture. But look at verse 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. Your belief puts you in a right standing with God Almighty. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Hallelujah. So understand this. When you get saved with God, your heart believes uh, on Jesus Christ. And not only does that clean your slate, but it causes you to start doing the right thing. It causes you to start growing. That's why I tell people, when they pray the sinner's prayer, that's not the end of the journey. That's only the beginning. When they confess their sins, that's not the end of the journey. That's only the beginning. And we got to keep growing and keep going and keep going. When we stumble and fall, we confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, we've talked about sanctification being will, the will of the God. We've talked about sanctification making us part of the family of God. And the last thing we want to look at and understand tonight is that we need to keep on keeping on with sanctification because it's not over until we hear the Lord say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the kingdom that was prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Look with me at Romans chapter 11, verses 17 to 23. Romans chapter 11, verses 17 to 23. Paul is using the illustration of an olive tree. And he's comparing the nation of Israel to being part of the natural branches of the olive tree. But look what he says here in verse 17. And as some of the branches be broken off, and thou, being a wild olive tree, were grafted in among them, and with them partakest of the root and fatness of the olive tree, talking about verse 18, boast not against the branches. Why do we believe that God's not done with the nation of Israel? Because of scriptures like this right here. 
But if thou boastest, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. I want you to realize you didn't choose Jesus. Jesus chose you. Jesus is the one who sanctifies you. Jesus is the one who baptizes you with the Holy Ghost. And I want you to look at what the rest of the scripture says here. Though thou wilt say then, the branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Hallelujah. Well, because of unbelief, they were broken off and thou standest by faith. Be not high-minded, but fear. Look at what it says. For if God spare not the natural branches, take heed, lest he also spare not thee. I'm not going to preach to you the sermon that I preached last Wednesday night about faith and works, but I want you to understand this. Faith without works is dead. Amen. Look. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fail severity, but toward thee goodness, if, underline that in your Bibles, if thou continue in his goodness. In other words, if you continue to be sanctified. If you continue to let God deal with, with you. And you let God work with you. I'll be honest with you. I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Ordained minister in the church of God. Ordained bishop. And you can go on down the line. Married two great kids. And all this. But here's the thing. God's still working on me. I haven't arrived yet. And let me give you something to consider. Neither have you. But the fact that you haven't arrived yet is no reason to quit on God. The fact that you're not where you once were is no need to quit on God. You keep pressing in. You keep holding on to God. You keep letting God pull you up and move you deeper. Keep heeding the call of God. Look at verse 23. Romans eleven twenty-three. Hallelujah. And they also... If they abide not. Now this is powerful. Because how many of you know somebody that's backslid tonight? And if they were to die right now, they wouldn't go to heaven. If they were, to, if, if the rapture were to happen, they'd be left behind. Here's powerful scripture. And they also, if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in. Ain't God good? They might be broken off right now because they don't believe and there's no works going on with the belief that they say they have, but all they got to do is repent. And God will graft them into the vine. Hallelujah. Ain't that wonderful? I think you ought to praise God on that. Hallelujah. Two more scriptures. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. But of him, talking about God the Father, are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption? How have my sins been forgiven? Jesus Christ. How am I sanctified? The blood of Jesus Christ. How do I get where I can receive the baptism with the Holy Ghost? I've seen people seek the Holy Ghost for years and never receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I've seen other people that just come down to the altar and boom, they receive it. Have you seen, seen that? You've probably seen the same thing. What's the difference? Some people think they've got to earn it. Other people just receive it based on the blood of Jesus. And they allow God to sanctify them. I love the story of Cornelius' household. While Peter was preaching Jesus to him, the whole household right there was saved, sanctified, and baptized with the Holy Ghost at the same moment. Hallelujah. 
They didn't even give Peter a chance to give a good altar call. Hallelujah. That lets you know that whenever you're ready with God, God's ready with you. Yes, you might say, God, why are you waiting on the blessed Earl Church of God? God say, I'm ready. I'm ready with revival. I'm ready to save your lost loved ones. I'm ready to sanctify. I'm ready to baptize. I'm just waiting on you. Are you ready for it? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Can you give them praise with that? Hallelujah. Just raise your hand right now and say, Lord, I'm ready. Lord, I want it. Hallelujah. Jesus is our sanctification. Last scripture, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. You know you're, real, you're part of the elect. That word elect in the Greek means you're chosen again. You're chosen tonight. Pastor Ron didn't choose you. Hallelujah. Your family didn't choose you. The creator of the universe chose you. The creator of the universe looked down through the course of humanity and said, this one's mine. I want this one. But Lord, I look at all my sin. I want that one. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you. Peace be multiplied. Hallelujah. I did a history of Earl Church of God in the past two years that we've been here. And I'm going to be totally honest with you. We've had some good things done and we've had some rough things done. But there's a couple of things that trouble me as pastor. I don't like how many people have been sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. Can I be honest with you? And I believe that God's wanting to. And I'm not telling you that your sanctification is going to measure up to my standards. I'm not telling you that your baptism with the Holy Ghost is going to measure up to my standards. But this is what I know. God wants to sanctify you. God wants to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. 